Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grown Ups Read Princess Stories, the podcast where grown ups from around the world read stories about princesses, be them fairy tales or true stories. I'm your host, RPJ, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have a humdinger of an episode for all of you. One of my favorite people I've ever met in my entire life, one one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life, is going to be reading a story for all of you today. It's my friend Tamlin Bryson, who's going to be reading Little Saddle Slut by Edmund Martin Geldart. Now, don't let the title fool you. It's a very, it's like a, it's a it's kind of a Cinderella-like tale. So, um, kids can listen to this one. Don't let the wording... Uh, trick you into thinking that it's very adult. Although, let's be honest, Cinderella-esque tales, they're kind of dark, you know? A lot of these tales, uh, these old fairy tales, are like that. But anyway, uh, this is a great episode. Uh, There's a moment in it that made me laugh so hard I cried um, That uh, during the reading that Tamlin does. So a little about Tamlin. Uh, She is an actor, writer, and comedian based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She uh, has technically been a grown-up for about a decade, but to be honest, she feels like she barely deserves that title. These are her words, not mine. She is a graduate of the University of Windsor's BFA in acting program. Tamlin has co-written two solo shows, Bedwetter and Indecision, that in non-COVID times, she usually spends her summers touring to various Fringe festivals across Canada. That's where I met her. Interesting. Story all came around in a circle. She is also a member of two sketch comedy groups, Cookie Biscuits and Boy Girl Party, who she creates fun and silly videos with. Cookie Biscuits is currently in the development phase of an episodic web series that they hope to film in 2021. So look out for that. Or whenever it becomes safe to do so. So, I don't know, maybe in like 4,000 years, according to our government. I'm not sure where you are, but where we are, it's a mess still. Anyway, let's not get political. To see more of Tamlin and to keep up to date with any upcoming projects, check out TamlinBryson.com. We will leave a link in the episode description, so then all you got to do is click that link and boom, you're on her website. You can also find her on Instagram at TamlinBryson. Again, link. Uh, And her Insta bio will lead you to links for her sketch comedy groups and her theater company. So, without further ado, please enjoy this fabulous, funny episode that is Tamlin Bryson reading Little Saddle Slut by Edmund Martin Gildart. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. My name is Tamlin Bryson, and... uh... I have not read this uh, story before, but I glanced the first two paragraphs and it seems pretty wild already. So let's go on an adventure together. This is the story of Little Saddle Slut. Yes, yes, that is the name of the princess story. There were once three sisters spinning flax and they said, whosoever's spindle falls, let us kill her and eat her. Pretty intense family right from the start. Um, The mother spindle fell, and they left her alone. Nice kids. Again, they sat down to spin, and again the mother spindle fell, and again, and yet again, (laughs) fourth time. Ah, well, they said, let us eat her now. Uh, 
No, said the youngest, do not eat her, eat me if flesh you will have. But they would not, and two of them killed their mother and cooked her for eating. When they had sat down to make a meal of her, they said to the youngest, Come and eat too. But she refused and sat down on a saddle, which the fowls were covering with filth and wept and upbraided them. Many a time they said to her, Come and eat. Many a time. I, I wonder if this is like, I can't tell if this is just like they're having one long meal or if they're like eating their mom for like days. I mean, it's probably, it's a pretty big meal, so... This is probably over the course of like a week. Many times they said to her, come and eat. But she would not. And when they had done eating, they all went away. Fair enough. Okay, so maybe this is all one day. That's a big meal. Like, even a whole ham you can't eat in one sitting, you know? Then the youngest, whom they call Little Saddle Slut. Pretty rude nickname, but compared to, you know... Compared to the cannibalism and murder, it's not so bad. Little Saddle Slut gathered all the bones together and buried them underneath the grate, uh, and smoked them every day with incense for 40 days. And after the 40 days were out, she went to take them away and put them in another place. And when she lifted up the stone, she was astonished at the rays of light which had set forth, and raiment was found there raiment was found there like unto the heavens and the stars the spring with its flowers the sea with its waves and many coins of every kind and she left them where she found them what okay sorry i need to look up what a raiment is a raiment raiment oh oh it's like fancy clothing Okay, I thought it was like ashes, but it's not. It's fancy clothing. Okay, so she found fancy clothing that were like, okay, I see. They were like comparable to heavens and stars, spring, blah, blah, blah. She left She left the clothing where she found it. It's not her clothing. That's nice. Okay. Afterward, her sister came and found her sitting on the saddle and jeered at her. On Sunday, her sisters went to church. Then she, too, arose and washed and attired herself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, her mom's not there to help her anymore. Putting on the garment that was at the heavens with the star. Wait, I thought she left the raiment where she found it. Okay, I guess she has it now. Putting on the garment that was at the heavens with the stars and went to church, taking with her a few gold pieces in her purse. Did she find, were the gold pieces part of the raiments? I mean, it doesn't sound like this is a very wealthy family. If they're, like, killing their mom for dinner. So I'm not clear if she found these gold pieces or if she already had them. But she, she brings some gold to church. When she went into the church, all the people were amazed and could not gaze upon her by reason of the brightness of her garments. When she left the church, the people followed her to see whither she went. Then she, sorry, then she filled her hand with money from her bag and cast it in the way. So she kept throwing it down all the way she went so that they might not get near her. So she got rid of the paparazzi. Yeah, you, you tell him, girl. Then the crowd scrambled for the coins and left her alone. And straight away she went into her house and changed her clothes and put on her old things and sat down upon the saddle. Her sisters came home from church and said to her, Where are you, wretch? Come and let us tell you how there came into church a maiden more glorious than the sun. So these, 
These clothes are so nice that they don't even recognize their own sister. Those, those are some nice clothes. I'd like to find a raiment. Uh, there came into a church a maid of more glorious than the sun, who had such garments on as you could not... Sorry, flipping the page. You could not look on, so brightly did they... Oh, okay, I guess they can't really look at her. Okay, that makes sense. So she was, like, shining so bright that they didn't get a good... They didn't get a good look. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll take it. So brightly did they gleam and shine, and she strewed money on the way. Look, see what a lot we have picked up. Why did not you come too? Worse luck to you. You are welcome to what you picked up. I don't want it, said she. Because I guess she's got more gold. I don't understand where the gold came from. Next Sunday, they went to church again and did the same. Why is she still living with them if she's got all this gold? Like, get out of there. These are murderer sisters. Okay, then they went another Sunday. And just as she was flinging the money, she lost her shoe. Oh, she lost her shoe among the crowd and left it behind her. Okay, this is feeling similar to some other stories. Now the king's son was following her. Ah, he's a prince. But could not catch her and only found her shoe. Then said he to himself, Whose ever foot this shoe exactly fits without either being too large or too small, I would take her for my wife. Okay, I feel like this is... You've probably heard this criticism before about stories like this with, like, Cinderella. But, like, I don't understand, A, the concept that um, nobody in this town has the same size of shoes. Because, obviously, if you go into a Payless, you'll see that that's not the case. Also, it's assuming that everyone's shoes fit them perfectly. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, I'm... I currently have a bruise on my big toe that will tell you different because my shoes are too small for me, but okay. But okay. So he has to find, find her by finding the shoe. I don't, also, I don't know why he loves her. It just, he heard she was shiny, I guess. So he wants to put a shoe on her foot. Cool. And he went to all the women he knew and tried it on, but could not manage to fit it. Then her sisters came to her and spoke as follows to her. You go and try. Perhaps it will fit you. Get away with you, said she. Do you think you will put the shoe on me and get it covered in filth? Do not make fun of me. I guess I missed the part where, like, is she, like, the servant to her sisters? Like Cinderella is? I mean, I guess she, okay, she gets, the saddles are dirty, so she gets covered in dirt. But still, I don't know why. I feel like she should be at the same social class as her sisters. I don't understand why, like, they think they're so much better than her. Um, but I guess they're a little crazy, hence, again, this started with cannibalism. The prince had taken all the houses in turn, and so he came at length to the house of Little Saddle Slut, and his servants told her to come and try on the shoe. Do not make fun of me, she says. However, she went down, and when the prince saw her, he knew the shoe was her. <laughs> He's really good at, um, you know, figuring out shoe size just, just at a glance. And he said to her, do you try on the shoe? And with the greatest ease, she put it on and it fitted her. It does say fitted. I did read that right. English has changed since this was written, probably. Then said the prince to her, I will take you to wife. Do not make fun of me, she answered. So may your youth be happy. Nay, but I will marry you, said he. And he took her and made her his wife. 
Aw, that's nice. I, I guess. I mean, I think it's a little weird that he doesn't know her, but I guess marriage was also different back then. That also sounds like that could be the end of the story, but we're only halfway through, so uh, so buckle up. We still got a ways to go. Then she put on her fairest robes. When a little child was born to her, the sister came to see it. All right, we're already having babies. Okay. And when she was helpless and alone, they took her. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It, that just escalated really quickly. Um, when she was helpless and alone after she's had her baby, they took her and put her into a chest and carried her off and threw her into a river and the river cast her forth upon a desert. Wow. Why is she still talking to these sisters? She like has a rich husband now. She doesn't need to live there. She's got fancy clothes. Like you don't need to invite your sisters over to see your new baby. You can just stop talking to them wild there was a half-witted old woman there and when she saw the chest she thought to cut it up for firewood reasonable and took it away for that purpose and when she had broken it open and saw someone alive in it she got up and made off oh she just <laughs> she's stiff <laughs> she didn't try to help little saddle slut she just was like ah for i mean i guess i'd be spooked too but i'd probably try to help her no one in this story is a very nice person so far. So the princess was left alone and heard the wolves howling and the swine and the lions. And she sat and wept and prayed to God. Oh God, give me a little hole in the ground that I may hide my head in and not hear the wild beasts. And he gave her one. Oh. Okay, that's nice. Again, she said, Oh God, give me one a little larger that I may get up to my waist. And he gave her one. And she besought him again a third time. And he gave her a cabin with all that she wanted in it. And there she dwelt. And whatever she said, her bidding was done forthwith. Wow, God just really comes to her rescue there. I mean, I feel like he owes her. He's given her a pretty bad life. So he's trying to help her out. That just, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just feel like God came out of left field there. But uh, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. That's a nice thing to do. Give her a nice little cabin. For instance, when she wanted to eat, she would say, come table with all that is want." Oh, she can like, sorry, I'm reading ahead of it. So, okay. So she can like talk to, to tables now. Come table with all that is wanted. Come food. Come spoons and forks. And all things needful. And straight away, they all got ready. And when she finished, she would ask, Are you all there? And they would answer, We are. <laughs> okay, so she could talk to tables and tables could talk back to her. Cool. Everything in this cabin obeys her every command. One day, the prince came into the wilderness to hunt. Has he been looking for? How long has she been missing? I don't know if this is like a day or week or months or years. I feel like he should be concerned, though. Maybe he hunts when he's trying to not feel so sad. Maybe he's sad because he thinks she's dead. Let's go with that. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I think he's a bit creepy that he wants to marry her just because she has shiny clothes, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so seeing the cabin, he went to find out who was inside. And when he got there, he knocked at the door. And she saw him and knew him from afar. I mean, yeah, he's your husband. And said, who is knocking at the door? 
Okay, playing little games. Who is knocking at the door? It is I. Let me in, said he. Open doors, said she, and in a twinkling the doors opened, dee -dee 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 -dee, and he entered. I like that twinkling detail. He went upstairs and found her seated on a chair. Good day to you, said he. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> formal after finding <laughs> Like, did, did he know the sisters tried to... Maybe this is all in the afternoon, and he doesn't even know she was missing. I don't know. Pretty formal after finding your wife who's been missing and almost died. Welcome, said she, and straight away all that was in the room cried out, Welcome. <laughs> Does he react to that? No? Okay, he's just chill with it. Come, chair, she cried, and one came at once. Sit down, she said to him, and down he sat. I mean, yeah, I'd sit down too if the chair's telling me to. And when she had asked him the reason of his coming, she bade him stay and dine and afterwards depart. Oh, okay. Just a quick dinner, and then he's out of there. He agreed, and straight, straightway she gave her orders. Come, table with all the covers, and forthwith they presented themselves, and he was sore amazed. He was sore amazed. Again, English, English has changed since this was written. Come, basin, she cried. Come, jug, pour water for us to wash. Come, food in ten courses. And immediately all that she ordered made its appearance. Afterwards, when the meal was ended, the prince tried to hide a spoon and put it in his shoe. Why? I mean, I guess he thinks it's a magic spoon. And when they rose from table, she said, Table, have you all your covers? Yes, I have. Spoons, are you all there? All, they said, except one, which said, I am in the prince's shoe. Then she cried again, as though, as though she had not heard, Are you all there, spoons and forks? And as soon as the prince heard her, he got rid of it on the sly and blushed. Okay, so she gave him an out there. That's it. She's being nicer to him than he deserves. And she said to him, Why did you blush? Don't be afraid. I am your wife. Then she told him how she got there and how she fared. Okay, so then he knows how much she went through. But still, he knew she was missing. And they hugged and kissed each other. And she ordered the house to move. And it did move. And when they came near the town, all the world came out to see them. Then the prince gave orders for his wife's sisters to be brought before him. Oh, I feel some revenge coming. And they brought them, and he hewed them in pieces. Wow. Okay, I'm guessing hewed means to, like, chop someone up. But I just want to double check. Hewed. Chopper cut? Okay. I mean, I... I get it. I can't say that they didn't deserve it. I don't know if fighting murder with murder is ever the good solution, but I guess I guess in fairy tale terms it's pretty Okay. They're they're dead. They're hewed. And so henceforth they lived happily, and may we live more happily still. And of course, the moral of the story is uh don't eat your mom. Or bully your sister, because you're going to end up hewed. Also, women's feet are like snowflakes, and not two of them are alike. Well, good night. That was Tamlin Bryson, actor, writer, and comedian, obviously, because uh, that was hilarious, reading Little Saddle Slut by Edmund Martin Gellert, you know, the moment I loved the most about that is when she looks up 
the info on her computer. It just tickled me something fancy. Uh, I laughed so hard I cried. I, no one's ever done that before. Read a, a story and then had to Google things. It was absolutely beautiful. Anyway, if you would like to support Tamlin and find out some more, all you got to do is go to her website, TamlinBryson.com, or her Instagram, TamlinBryson. It's all there. Again, links in the bio. If you would like to know more about our podcast via social media, you can also go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Grown Ups Read Princess Stories. All the info's there. Post lots of fun stuff. Like us, subscribe to us, share the podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review. All those kind words help. Um, and if you didn't like the podcast, um, tell your enemy because it's still a listen. Uh, that's a fringe joke. Tamlin would get it because she's a fringe artist. It's what every fringe artist does. The, 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 the actors, they, they, um, you see... Um, what happens is a bunch of the actors, they do solo shows or different shows and they tour around the world. And at the end of their shows, they usually talk to the audience at the end of the play. Um, and so they would say, thanks for coming. Thank you for supporting the arts. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then most of the time they would say a joke along the lines of, uh, if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and family. And if you didn't, well, then tell your enemy. Or they would say, um, and if you didn't like the show, then don't say anything and everyone would have a polite little laugh you know one of those conservative theater laughs they'd be like ha 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 no one really finds it funny but that's what happens everyone most most people say it in their shows i'm guilty of saying it too you know what that's going to be a goal of mine when theater comes back to life i'm not going to say that anymore i'm just going to say thank you for supporting it end of story yeah yeah, I think that's what we're going to do now. Just like this podcast. You know what? Thank you for supporting it. End of story. Anyway, I'm your host, RPJ. Can't wait for next week's episode. Please stay tuned for all of that. And until next time, please be kind to each other and stay safe. <laughs>